Welcome beautiful seekers to Everyday Seeker. I'm here tonight with Lena Jones, a beautiful French author, life coach, teacher of A Course in Miracles, devoted mother, survivor, and Chanel lover. And uh, I met Lena at a Gabrielle Bernstein lecture in New York City about a year and a half ago. And it's just so beautiful how these connections are made and how life unfolds. I actually haven't even seen you, Lena, since then. Um, but anyhow, it's just we've kind of stayed in touch via social media. And she has a gorgeous, honest blog that I follow. And I'm very interested in A Course in Miracles. I've actually not done it, I have to say, out front. Although I have studied um, some of the teachings of Gabrielle Bernstein, uh, Marianne Williamson, and they their work is all based in A Course in Miracles. So anyhow, um, welcome, Lena. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're you. I'm, uh, I'm so glad we're able to keep in touch and and come together in a miraculous way. And, you know, it's just such a perfect reminder that all connections just feel so real. Like, I love it. Like, I feel like I, you know, just saw you a few weeks ago. And yeah, we haven't seen each other in over a year and a half. So, it's, yeah, so it's great. crazy how time is speeding up. I mean, everyone says that. And, but I really feel like it's just complete insanity that it's been well over a year since we met. Um, so, so can you tell us uh, quickly? Well, not quickly, tell us in your own pace, but what is A Course in Miracles for anybody who's not familiar? Okay, so A Course in Miracles, it is a spiritual mind training that basically undoes a thought system that is based on fear and based on lack, based on separation, to replace it with a thought system that is based on love. So it does that by changing our thoughts on a moment-by-moment basis so that we might be able to choose thoughts based on love rather than based on fear. And it's a one-on-one training between you and the Holy Spirit or between you and your intuition. It's not a religion. It's not meant to have dogma or doctrines or commandments. But it really is going to kind of shake your ego out of its place. So that because the love within us, that eternal spiritual wisdom that we can all tap into is literally and physically just beneath the ego. The ego is just a smoke screen. So but what I mean by the ego is that voice for fear, that voice that says, you know, I am still the same person from the past. Mm. I believe in fear. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of the future. And right beneath that voice is the voice for love that knows everything through all directions of time and space, is that voice of God and say, hey, go talk to that person because either they need to hear your message of love or maybe they have something that you might need for your miraculous path. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a modern spiritual text and it's, it's beautiful. It's changed my life. It literally has transformed my life from A to Z. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, can you tell us a little bit how you, about how you found A Course in Miracles? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I had hit one of uh, my darkest rock bottom. Uh, Back in 2012, I uh, I got divorced and I left my religion. I was Mormon for 10 years and I lost most of my friends. I kind of had to rebuild my life. And honestly, I hit a wall. I did not know where I was going. I didn't believe that I could experience happiness. Mm. You know, I come from a background of, of, uh, of lovelessness, of abuse. I was born and raised as an orphan and experienced emotional and mental abuse as a teenager. So I would have felt that my life was just a cycle of fear and of abuse. 
and of, of hopelessness that was repeating itself over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Until, so I began to follow Gabrielle Bernstein um, back in December of 2011, but nothing that she was saying at the time resonated with me. And one day, it was a Tuesday in August of 2012, she said something when I needed it the most and it just clicked. And then mm-hmm. I bought the book, I bought A Course in Miracles, and I just felt deeply that it was my path. It was my map home. I'd been looking for a spiritual path and I'd gone back to the Catholic Church, I'd gone to a Baptist church, I had begun to study Buddhism. But none of that felt quite aligned with my, my deepest self, if you will. There was a mm-hmm. voice that was saying, keep going, keep going. And then I found the course and it felt like I was coming home. Wow. That's beautiful. It's interesting because I feel a little bit, I feel called to it as well. But I also had, I read in your blog or I don't know if it was your blog or maybe you were just telling me about this when we were corresponding about this conversation we're having now. Um, just about how I had kind of looked at it and I, I feel that like there's something there for me. But, you know, the text in and of itself is actually quite intense. <laughs> So some of it was like, you know, I put it down. I feel like now is the time when I need to come back to it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the same sort of thing that happened to you as you picked it up and then you didn't really understand all of it. And then you read another book that was sort of a liaison to it. And actually, just to clear things up for the listeners as well, it's a channeled text, is it not? A Course in Miracles? Yes. Can you you just give us the lowdown on that as well? Yes. I would love to because I love the history of the course. And so the course was ascribed by uh, Helen Schuckman. She was a New York professor of uh, psychology at uh, Columbia Presbyterian. And she began to hear a voice in October of 1965. And the voice, the internal voice said, this is a course in miracles. Please take notes. So Helen called her colleague, Bill Thetford, who was... um, the, the head of the psychology department at Columbia Presbyterian. He said, hey, you know, I'm, I've had those visions and those dreams, and tonight that voice came back very clearly and told me to take notes. What should I do? So Bill said, listen, follow the voice, take the notes. So she began to take the notes and shorthand, shorthand and notebooks. And if it's totally insane, then we can just get rid of it. You know, just <laughs> we'll close all the doors, we'll shut the blinds, we will look at it together, and if it's really insane, then, you know, we can get rid of it just right away. Right. And they realized that there was something so much more profound. And there was a truth that really sounded like it was from another world. And yeah. I could not have come solely from Helen's mind. So it was an inner dictation. And, you know, what's very interesting about her process is that, let's say someone, she would be scribing and she, someone would come at the door and she would stop. She would interact with the visitor, and then whenever, when she would come back to her desk, the voice would start exactly where she left off, regardless of how long, how, how long she was away from the desk. That's really incredible. Um, and, you know, the Course says, so, you know, it was channeled by Jesus, but the Course says, it does not matter. You do not have to believe in me. You only have to believe in love. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> So, uh, and, you know, and, and that's key, you know, really the fruits and the truth of the course must be experienced. And Jesus says in the Bible that you will know the truth by its fruits. Mm-hmm. And to me, the power of this course is by the miracles that I've experienced by practicing it. 
So, right. you know, even if you don't believe in the principles, it says just practice it and then you will see it for yourself. Right, exactly. And now I'm actually just, oh, I'm looking. Hang on a second. Here it is. In A Return to Love, which some people have referred to it, that book by Marianne Williamson as like the Coles notes for A Course in Miracles. But there is such a beautiful quote here that she says that um, is, I had never realized that depending on God meant depending on love. And I remember when I read that, I was just like, wow, because everybody says no, ma no matter where, who I'm speaking with for Everyday Seeker or even before I started this podcast, you know, everybody seems to agree that God is love, but I've never thought about it that way before. Mm -hmm. So depending on God means to depend on love. Yeah. It's just really incredible um, and totally non-denominational in that Absol sense. Absolutely. Right. Um, so <laughs> you wanted to speak today about living a miracle mindset all the time every, in every moment. And I know A Course in Miracles, um, well, let's define what a miracle is. As, as I suppose, as the Course says, what would you say a miracle is? So per the Course, a miracle is a simple shift in perception from fear to love. And what occurs when a certain situation arises in our life, rather than perceiving it with fear and going to the worst case scenario, mm -hmm. we shift our perception and we choose to perceive that situation with love. So, you know, either it's getting fired from a job or losing a friendship or being afraid, you know, of failing at something. The instant when we invite that miracle perception, that loving perception, things will begin to align with that same vibration of love. Mm. And we'll be able to invite a guidance that will guide us to the next best step to take. So it's an internal shift. It's choosing to align with the guidance of your intuition or of the Holy Spirit, according to the Course's language. Right, and the Holy Spirit, you're saying, is a synonym for your intuition or your higher self? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Whatever word. You know, the Course says that words are s but symbols of symbols. Mm, that's so, that's you know, so true. Right? It's beautiful, right? And the uh, concept of, or the, even the way they define Christ, I think, is more like your higher self or your inner, your inner guide, I think, yeah. as well. The Christ within is something that they use a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, and we know when you, when you shift, and it's a choice, it's a moment, moment by moment choice that, that we can all make. And it takes practice, it's just like <laughs> muscles, you know? Uh, the more you practice it, the more easily and the quicker you will shift to inviting the Holy Spirit to help you perceive the situation differently. And honestly, uh, I cannot remember last time my answer, my, pr my prayer has not been answered. Um, it's either I begin to perceive a, a person differently or the situation shifts or I no longer care about the outcome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've experienced that myself even just doing Gabrielle Bernstein's book, May Cause Miracles, um, because all the exercises are basically based from A Course in Miracles. But it's interesting because sometimes I don't feel, I, I remember if I was going through a particularly challenging emotion or situation, I wouldn't feel as though I could shift my perspective. And Gabrielle yeah. Bernstein addresses that, actually. And she says, all you have to do is be willing 
to see things differently. So you can say, I cannot see things differently. I'm mm-hmm. pissed off or I'm whatever. I feel how I feel. And, you know, I'm really overwhelmed in this feeling. But you can say, right. God, I am willing to see things differently. And I, I have to say that I'm with you. I, I, don't, I did a lot of journaling in, within that, that way the book was presented was that you do the exercises and you journal and then you review your notes. And there wasn't any time when I didn't experience mm-hmm. a shift. There wasn't one time. So, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, the Course says, um, do not try to purify yourself, for I am the purifier. And what (laughs) I've experienced, there were times when there were people that I could not perceive differently because the pain was too bitter. It was too sharp. Uh And, you know, sometimes we don't have to do it on our own. When we just give it up into the hands of the purifier, of the higher mind, of the more loving mind, they can shift that for us. And it's that journey without distance from the mind on the level of the mind where we know we should forgive. We know that forgiveness is the key to happiness. We know that it is our release, but our heart has not felt it yet. Mm-hmm. Trust that that process will come naturally. Um, and something that I would like to mention that's going to be greatly helpful you know, to the spiritual community and to really anyone, because I don't want to exclude anyone, but to not rush the process, because I think what I've experienced myself is spiritual obedience. And that's of the ego, spiritual excellence. Well, I should forgive this person because I'm a spiritual seeker, I'm a spiritual student, and I should know better. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's of the ego, judging ourselves, using spiritual tools, using forgiveness right. as a tool to beat ourselves over the head, rather than feeling more love and rising, raising our frequency as a result. Right. Well, it's essentially denying what's actually there inside you. Right. So that's yeah. creating a sort of a dissonance um, and, and further resistance, I suppose, because you're going to see the contrast between how you think you should feel and how you actually really feel. So it's not about um, being dishonest in any sort of way. Um, we're trying to bypass those feelings. <laughs> no, I think you've got to feel them. And you know what I use sometimes, you know, when I feel when I feel sadness, for example, you know, I will recognize that I am the space in which sadness is um, present, but I am not sadness. Does that make sense? Yes. You, it's, it's you to feel it. Yes. But don't fully associate yourself with it because you know that you are the loving self that was created perfectly by your perfect mind. Yeah. There are so many spiritual teachers who echo this truth, too. And that's what makes The Course in Miracles so beautiful, because when you connect with a teaching like this, you know, you, I find it echoed. Uh, Matt Kahn has a lecture that he gave recently called A Message to All Lightworkers, and it's on mm-hmm. YouTube for free. And it says that. It says exactly that same thing. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's a... Uh... It's really mind-changing. And you know, when you really begin to change the meaning, you know, and A Course in Miracles is, is essentially a course in meaning. It helps you really change the meaning that you give to everything. Even the most painful experiences, if you ascribe to them the most mir- outrageously miraculous, most loving meaning, then it really becomes a beautiful platform for transformation uh, and for self-love. And then as, as, as you go in self-love for yourself and for your journey, that becomes reflected in your journey with others and in, in, in your interaction with others as well. A course in meaning. That's so, yes. that's amazing. 
course, meaning because you know, let's say, <laughs> you know, someone also for example, someone last week uh, created a fake profile on social media and they began to attack me. And you know what? I thought I can what? take it. I can take it. And I love you because clearly you are in so much pain that you don't know you're in pain, that you feel that you need to project it to seek some relief. And clearly that was unconscious. You know what I said? So you know what? I acknowledge that you're in pain and I know you're doing the best that you can. And I send you so much love. So I used that as an opportunity to use that little window in which I could really throw so much love energetically. Mm-hmm. So that was a beautiful window of, 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 of love sharing. Just by shifting that meaning, it prevented me from taking it personally. Right. You know, to seeing the innocent person that was in pain. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's and I know that you yourself have quite a lot of practice at this now because I've read your blog and, you know, so this is probably like not the first time you've applied this particular miraculous shift in perspective. I'm really sorry to hear that, by the way. That sounds okay. Um, thank you. It's okay. That sounds kind of crazy. Um, but I suppose <laughs> I suppose that means that you're making a difference in reaching people if you got some kind of crazy person that... <laughs> This is, you know, you can't, you, if you have haters, <laughs> right, right? Ha, or, uh, open quote, quote unquote haters. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that means you're actually, you're actually reaching people. So I would look at it that way too. <laughs> bumping some egos, I'm bumping some egos out of place and the ego, you know, the ego will react uh, and try to defend itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what occurs whenever someone, you know, reacts with defensiveness or, with hatred or bitterness or resentment or um, with the sense of being superior. It's just the ego that's being bumped out of, of its place, trying to defend itself. Defend itself. Stay safe, to stay safe. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us um, a little bit more? I don't know how much you, I know that you were writing a book, a memoir. Is that finished and is looking for publication right now or you're still in the process of writing it? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. So I'm still in the process of writing, of writing it and it will be published. And what happened is that I actually had a publishing contract with D. Patrick Miller, who actually found me, you know. Uh, and when I think back, all the, the most amazing blessings, the, 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 the most grandiose miracles in my life all came and found me. I did not have to go get them. Mm-hmm. It's such a powerful lesson, letting things happen and trusting that we are, when we are on a path of love, yeah, then yeah. we are guided on our, you know, towards our highest good. So anyway, so I had a publishing contract with D. Patrick Miller, who was the original publisher of A Course of a, The Disappearance of the Universe. And that's the book that you cited as being your, li- your link. So yes. after you read that, all of a sudden the course made sense and you were able yes. to go in. That's amazing. Yes. Wow. Congratulations. So yeah, thank you. So if, if you know, if, if you want to study the course, but it's, if it's a bit challenging and understanding it, I would I always recommend reading The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard because I went back and when I read, went to uh, read The Course in Miracles, it felt like I was reading a newspaper. It, it made it that much more simple for me to grasp its basic metaphysical principles, if you will. So, um, so I had a contract, publishing contract with D. Patrick Miller and then a larger public, publishing house expressed interest in my manuscript and my proposal. So we presented it. They ended up not taking it because my platform was not large enough at the time. Uh, so we've been sending it to other publishing houses that 
offer a larger platform than what Fearless Books, you know, could mm -hmm. offer. So that's the imprint of um, D. Patrick Miller's publishing uh, company. So we'll see, you know. Um, Good things are going to happen The first for few you. rejection, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it hurt the first few times it was rejected, but I realized I might, there might be a teaching that I need to experience before it's completed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it, it's in the hands of the universe. I'm still writing it, and I know that the world needs my story. Yeah, the world so does be need done. your story, darling. Yeah, yeah. the world Thank does. Thank you. And I understand, so too, because I'm, <laughs> I'm an independent musician, so I definitely understand the hustle and how difficult it can be just to birth your project and get it out into the world, getting exposure and all of that. But things will align. And when you're in yeah. the flow, which you that's the life that you're living right now, um, it's it's all going to line up, and I'm so glad that we are still connected. And I was I was wondering if you would be willing to talk a little bit about your, you know, the the beginnings where you came from in France, because I think mm. from from what I understand, that's some of the great that's some of the greatest uh, fuel for your transformation, if that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. You know, I could not experience the miracles and the love really that I have for people and for God and for this path without having experienced profound abandonment and lovelessness. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, I was born to an unknown father and my mother abandoned me right after birth to my great grandparents. Wow. Who raised me until I was 12. I mean, she would be in and out of my life and, you know, she would show up one day and say, hey, let's go shopping. You know, she would show up at my great-grandparents' house in Normandy, France. And she would say, hey, let's go shopping. And, you know, we would end up in bars and spending the entire night in bars. And then she would take me back to my great-grandparents' house in the middle of the night. And I remember she would knock on the window on the shutters to wake them up so that they would let me in. And as soon as the light, they would turn on the light, then she would run away. And I would see her running away into oh the night gosh. so that my, uh, my great-grandfather would not catch her. Um, I never knew. I don't know who my father is. And you know what, if I'm not, I developed a certainty in God and in his love. He was my father. He was a father that I never had. Wow. You know, um, yeah. so when I was 12, my great grandparents died and I was placed in foster families who basically made sure that I knew every single day that I was worth nothing, that I should not have any dreams that I would end up being like my mother uh, and that I was worth dirt and, and, and actually in, and less than dirt. God, how are these people allowed to care for children? <laughs> like, it's just, oh, I'm... Well, you know, um, they were sent. They were having sent, in a sense, you know, I really believe in, in contracts and, 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 you know, they, they broke my ego so <laughs> that I could rebuild it, so that God could rebuild it in the way that would serve him, that would serve a higher purpose. And that would serve me as well. Wow. Wow. So, um, and then why I moved to the United States when I was 20 years old. I had, uh, I left everything. I don't really know how much family left. I'd been kicked out from my second foster family. I dropped out of law school to have my mother at the time. And I moved to Utah when I was 20 years old uh, to uh, begin a new life. And, uh, and start over again and, and have a second chance, you know, at life. Mm -hmm. So, 
Was it you met your husband? How did you meet your husband, your first husband? So I met him. He was a Mormon missionary in Norman. Okay, right. So he came over there, and then you guys fell in love, and you were yep. like, great, new beginning. Yeah. Let's do and, this. And, and I followed. And at the time, I was really looking for everything to save me from my life. Yeah. I was looking, you know, to, to, to men, to shopping, to anything that was external that could alleviate my pain, that would take all of my pain away and it was not until two and a half years ago that I realized that no one could make me happy no one could transform me no one could transform the pain but myself and that's when everything shifted in a huge way and that's when I began to perceive myself differently that's when I began to experience you know self-love self-forgiveness and uh, just continuous miracles right yeah, nobody can. That's your story is so incredible. And it's interesting how you're saying, you know, nobody can do this for you except you. But also on the flip side and God, right, according to right. A Course in Miracles, because you're saying you don't have to do it all alone. Right. That was one of the most profound things that I read um, in the May Cause Miracles book by Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, and I, gosh, hang on a second. I'm going to pull this quote up. I have mm. it. Um, the presence of fear is a sure sign that you're trusting in your own strength. <laughs> the first time I read that, I was like, wow. Because, you know, I've struggled a lot myself with fear and just different anxiety, you know, PTSD kind of things. And, and even just, you know, that aside, just like a normal, mm. like non, non-PTSD, non-clinical anxiety kind of level of fear over various things in my life. And we mm -hmm. always do feel like we have to strong arm our way through, muscle our way through. And it doesn't mean that we don't need to have inner strength because we do develop that and that is important to believe in ourselves. Um, by the way, listeners, I live in New York City and I have a very loud, obnoxiously loud heater next to my desk. So I apologize if there's any really crazy white noise. Um, but yeah back to what I was saying is that it's just really you can't do it all yourself and it takes a long time to figure that out sometimes sometimes right. it takes a really long time to figure that out you gotta for me like surrender didn't come until I tried everything I had hmm. um, and and then once but then once you have once you've done kind of tried everything that you got pulled out every tool in your arsenal tried them all multiple times and a certain situation or, or problem is still there in your life, that's when you kind of have to throw your hands up, you know? Right. And I just, I, n nobody had ever said that to me before about mm. really being able to lean on God or the universe or source. I guess yeah. I suppose that it was something that I really didn't trust mm. and it, it didn't occur to me that I could trust it. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, like that just in and of itself was a was a shift in perception. Right. Uh, because I believe, I suppose, um, I do believe that this is not that we don't exist in some vacuum of cosmic insanity. We're not just cosmic accidents. I do believe that all that exists is divine. And so even though I had that, I knew about that before, or I had kind of cleared that up and believed come to that conclusion in my mind before mm. I really hadn't experienced that perspective in in terms of okay well I exist for a reason I exist on purpose I was created mm. somehow I ended up how I ended up on purpose and I'm a part of this universe and I'm a part of all that is on purpose wow. and and not and I you know I'm a, I have my place within it 
and the rest of it is all here supporting like it's I'm a part of this whole and it, even just that one line shifted my perspective into everything and I just felt like profoundly less lonely mm-hmm. <laughs> actually um in that realization uh, I don't know if that makes any sense hoping oh absolutely I'm hoping I'm tying that one up there oh no, yes no, that's but, powerful. yeah that's yeah the course so. teaches that we are extensions of God we are pure divine creations of God and when he extended his perfect loving mind he created us and he created us to be creators he created us to be the light bearers of love and that's why we are here in different forms Mm-hmm. Well, we are here to demonstrate that we are all divine love manifested into form. Yeah, it's so incredible, too, um, because you have a, a blog that you just that you just wrote. Well, I don't even think it's your most recent blog, but you talk about the five ways that A Course in Miracles changed your life forever. This is on lenajones.com. I'm going to spell that now. L-Y-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com. Um, and so she's got these brilliant blogs, but this one is five ways A Course in Miracles has changed her life forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's number one is unconditional self-love mm-hmm. because you're talking about how everything is love. Two is the gift of self-awareness. But I want to talk about three. Number three here is that you stopped being your own greatest bully <laughs> and not judging yourself. So in terms of since we're on the theme of God being love and yeah. shifting into and shifting our perspective and our perception mm-hmm. of everything from fear to love. Even how you were mentioning how you had run into some problems with, you know, the external world, that person whose ego got bruised and who was causing problems for you on Facebook or creating that, you know, it's like you can shift your perspective from fear to love and apply that to the external world and other people all the time. But some of the hardest, the hardest thing to do most of the time is to apply it to your own self and your internal world and the internal mental battle that goes on for so many of us. Um, so I was wondering if you could say a little bit about your own experience with that, because that's where it starts. Absolutely. So actually, you know, that realization came after a lecture I gave two and a half months ago. And I came home and really felt they had been my worst lectures. So for you listeners, so you know, I give monthly lectures based on the themes of Recursive Miracles. And honestly, I came home and my ego got me in a chokehold. Like I was beating myself up. You know, this is your worst lecture yet. You should know better. You know, you don't know the course enough. Who do you think you are to teach it? Now, oh, man, that's some pretty harsh criticism. Right. Um, the next day, someone from the spiritual store at which I give those lectures called me. And she said, hey, there was a man last night who attended your lecture. He went home and he experienced an incredible amount of healing as he slept. When he, you know, when he fell asleep and then in his dream, he felt um, healing from his ex-wife and, and his past relationship. And then when he woke up, he felt so much lighter and felt a peace he had not felt in a long time. So he just wanted to thank us and thank you, but you don't have your information. Oh so God. what I thought had been my worst lecture yet was actually a conduit for healing that I had not perceived. <sighs> and I thought, you know what? No one, there's no one I know in my life right now who talks to me as harshly as I speak to myself. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And our interaction with others in the real world, our direct reflection of how we feel, how we are with ourselves in this, you know, when we are alone in our moments of quietness, when we love ourselves, when, because we're, then we become filled with love, become filled with light and inspiration. And then when we go forth into the world, we pour that forth and we'll have so much to share. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's really difficult to love ourselves. We come up against a lot of blocks there, but I suppose that's where you apply. I'm willing to see this differently. Yeah, and you know, well, I've learned a lot because I have a lot of of clients and people say, you know what, I've been doing all the self-love practices, diet, exercising, meditation, taking weekends away, doing all those practices which are very important, but I still don't love myself. And you know what I realized for, 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 for me is that I was trying to love myself to do those practices of self-love from the level of the mind, but not from the level of the heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I began to do, I began to uh, really love my inner child and speak to my inner child. And I began to really to send I love you to my heart in order to open my heart space for myself so that I could have more, more open love for everyone else. Yeah, can you actually, um, do you mind my asking specifically like a process for that, what your process is? I mean, do you do it in meditation? Is it, if you're washing the dishes, do you just say it in your head? I mean, what, what's, your, what's your internal dialogue there? Okay, so in meditation, what I will do usually, I mean, I will, you know, center myself in silence and I will rub my, you know, my, my palms, you know, my hands together to kind of activate my energy. And I will literally, and I'm, I'm literally doing it now and it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's my favorite part of the Kundalini class. <laughs> I will place it on my heart and direct all of my love and my attention and warmth to that sacred heart space. And, and, and hold it there and send a love use to myself for about, you know, two to three minutes. Wow. Do you ever feel like you... Do you ever come up against a block in that situation where you feel like you don't feel? I'm just curious. I'm just actually asking that because I've done, you know, some of this type of work. And in the past, I've come up against a few blocks like that where I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, love myself and feeling like I don't. (laughs) So, you know, for me, the blocks are usually, again, come from the pain of my inner child of that little girl that is still in me, even a Course in Miracles says that there is that innocent child within you that will live with you until you pass on to the other world. And I really feel that until we address and nurture the wounds of our inner little girl, mm-hmm. we will not be able to get to the other side of our innocence mm-hmm. and have those blocks bursted through, if you will. That makes sense? Yeah, very much so. Okay, so... For example, three weeks ago, I received a really harsh criticism on my writing. Now, I don't care if someone criticizes my style. It's not for everyone. I honor it, and I just brush it off. But someone, an editor, said that I did not have the literary chops. Oh, no. I cried on the train all, way, all my way home. For two days, I was crushed. And you know what I realized? Now, for those two days, I tried to unbecome a writer. And what I realized that, that no matter how much I tried, I could not unbecome my purpose. Yeah. I it's could not. Yeah. So that was a magnificent lesson. So I, I am so grateful 
that he crushed my soul for those two days because I came out stronger and with more conviction. And I really think that we need to love with more conviction. You know, I think the majority of the people in this world are really loving. So the world is not what it is because we don't have enough loving people. But it is what it is because those who hate, hate with more conviction than those who love. Wow. So using that as fuel, basically, and taking yes. all of that animosity that you have and, and seeing that for what it is and realizing that you have to flip the script and be just love that much harder. Love as hard yes. as that and harder. Yeah. Yes. And loving and everything that arises. That's a big thing. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Loving yourself through every single uncomfortable state <laughs> that yeah. arises within your heart. Absolutely. That's the first place to start. Um, and sometimes it takes a long time to get to that place. But, um, yeah, I mean, we spoke about this in episode two with Josh Summers as well. Um, but that, that's been a big journey of mine because you can't accept – you're trying to accept yourself, but you're, like, trying to get yourself to a place to be something that you can accept, and it doesn't work that way. You have to accept all of you. You do, because no it's will what's come there. back. Yeah, it will come back and, and – and resist it until you love that part. That part of yourself that you don't accept, we continue to bug you so that you acknowledge it, honor it, nurture it, and accept it for what it is. Right. It's never going to go away. It'll just come up and up and up and up. Exactly. Over and, over. and sometimes I have, another part of the process that's been really helpful for me is I have to reel myself back in. Sometimes the way I talk to myself, say, you know what? You did a good job. You could have done better, but you could have done a lot worse. So be easy on yourself. You actually did a really good job handling this situation. So pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Even, I mean, just, even just, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, even just those, you know, thought by thoughts, reeling, I have to reel myself back in, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even just being alive is hard yeah. enough. <laughs> it's hard enough. You know, exactly. We should pat ourselves on the back for being human, having exactly. the nerve to, to be alive. Exactly. <laughs> there's sure. a lot of beauty to be experienced here but it's definitely there's a lot to swallow you know um, can you talk a little bit more about you have number four on your list of five ways that A Course in Miracles changed your life forever is that prayer is the vehicle for miracles and that's kind of a newer concept in my life I, pr I feel like I pray more in the last several years I never you know it's not like I never prayed before but I do I do also find myself really talking to the divine um but having it be concretized like or having that concept be like articulated so beautifully like that I'm just like oh okay mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm doing like I was kind of just nebulously floating around in that doing of that but having you just articulate it and being like no this is this is the vehicle of miracles. All of a sudden, it snapped something into place for me, hmm. if that makes any sense. I was yes. like, right. It gave it a little bit of structure. It clarified it for me. I'm hmm. like, this is what I've been doing and why it's been working. So can you tell me a little bit about um, how you began to connect with the concept of prayer, how you began to pray? Right. That's okay. time for you. So, you know, for the first part of my life, I was Roman Catholic. And then for, you know, uh, 10 years, you know, I joined the Mormon church when I was 20. I was Mormon for 10 years. Right. And until I came across the course, I used to bargain, to bargain with God, where mm. I would tell him, well, I'm going, if I follow your commandments, if I'm righteous enough, if I'm worthy enough, then I know you are going to bless me back. 
And then when I would not get those blessings that I would ask for, then I would feel guilty because I would automatically assume that I was not receiving blessing because I was not righteous enough, because I was not obedient enough. Um, and that was my, my, my old perception of God. And okay. what I've, I've learned through the wrong. course. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I'm like, what did I do? You know, and that made me even more afraid of God. And I would actually pray less. So that would reinforce my guilt. So what I've learned, what I've discovered through A Course in Miracles is that true prayer is forgetting the things that I need so that I acknowledge everything that I already have within me. And I ask for the veil of forgetfulness to be removed so that my physical eyes or my inner vision may finally behold everything that I need is already in my life and give it up and give up everything that I think I need to be happy to give up everything that I need to be peaceful, to give up everything that I need to be fulfilled onto the altar of God. And I actually have quite a, I've, I have two stories about prayer that are really powerful. If you don't please, mind, can no, I? No, please, I would love yeah. for you to share those. Okay. So um, one day I was driving to work on a Sunday morning and, and I was really distraught. Well, you know, kind of in that space of hopelessness and of despair. And I was crying and I was praying like, here, dear God, please take this away from me. I need a shift in perception. Help me see this differently. I need a miracle. In that sentence, I need a miracle is so powerful because that's literally saying to God, here, take this wheel. I surrender. My hands are off my life. Okay. Yeah. So I get to work 15 minutes later and I get a Facebook message from a friend uh, who has a prayer bowl. And so my friend, she has all, her, all the names of her friends on social media and her real life friends uh, in a little prayer bowl. And she has maybe two or three hundred names in there. And every day she draws one name. And that morning, so 10 minutes before she messaged me, she actually had pulled my name out of the prayer bowl. I was asking for wow. that prayer. Wow. Amazing. Huh? That is so incredible. That's like just another example of the holographic universe and how time doesn't exist anyway. <laughs> but. So that was just a powerful reminder that answers are always heard. Now, the timing of it might not be what we imagine and the answer might not be what we want. And, and you know, the course says that, first of all, the questions that we ask are not always in our own best interest <laughs> because we don't know what our best interest is. We don't know what's we're only at chapter three of our life, maybe now, and we don't know what's going to happen in chapter six, but the Holy Spirit knows. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that right now, by the way. I needed to hear that one. <laughs> he knows. Carry on. You know, you know, so, uh, and I have two images of prayer that I love to use to make it really practical. Uh, my first one is a beautiful golden altar. And again, I was driving one day and I was in tra transitioning jobs and I wanted to leave my, my, my work situation at the time. And so I was driving and I imagined, visualized an altar of light and I put on there everything that I wanted, a new job, you know, or maybe, you know, like being self-employed or my, my, my book being published, mm -hmm. or, you know, having more coaching clients, everything I, I, I wanted. Even though what I wanted had noble and loving intentions, I put on there everything I thought I wanted. Like, all of this, this bundle of intention, this bundle of desire, are yours for you to transform 
and for me to experience only that which would be your highest will for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And five minutes later, I got a phone call from another company who wanted to offer me a job. Wow. That was fast. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, again, it doesn't always happen like that. I think now for me, prayer is uh, I say thank you and I ask God to remove my, the veil of fear that's preventing me from seeing the perfection and the divinity into everything that arises. Right. It's about trust. And, uh, yeah. and that removes the blocks from within my heart, all those blocks of fear. And then I naturally magnetize everything that I need to come to me. It's already coming. The miracle is on its way. It's on the track. But my fear or my disbelief in God or in his plan actually halts the miracle in its tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I, you know, I feel like I have a certain area of my life where I'm pretty stuck um, as well. And it's a question of trust. And sometimes I find myself, it's, a, it's a very common, especially in the new age community now, to pray for the highest outcome, the highest goodness, the highest, the highest experience um, that, it, you know, we can have because we're acknowledging that we can't see down the future, down the line. So we don't often know what is really in our best interest. But I find myself actually struggling with that a little bit, um, going, well, what if my what's in my highest good means that I never get what I want? <laughs> <laughs> like ever, you know, and that, so I've, I've, that's one that I struggle with a little bit, um, you know, and I have these moments of shift where I'm able to totally trust. And then these other moments mm. where I feel like I'm, for some reason, I'm not trusting God, mm. even though on an intellectual level, I know, you know, mm. but it's just, there's like that emotional fear that's still there. So, mm. so the next time that comes up, what should I do? Okay. <laughs> So, what you know, so far, I'm just going to take myself as an example. Uh, what I want, you know, for example, is to share my story, to write and, and share um, my spiritual journey. That's my passion. That's in me. That's my dream. Now, every single one of us have been given gifts when we were born to realize God's plan for us and also for all of those involved. So God is going to use the gifts that are already in you, that are your passion, that image, that dream that's in your heart exists. It's there for a reason. Right. So why would God not use the gifts, that passion that he put, that he inserted in your heart to not use it and take you away from that which is your passion, that which is your highest potential, that which is your creativity, and not use it, do you? Right. Or why do, Why would God even make you so that you would desire such a thing to exactly. begin with? Not Thank you for that reminder. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm shifted now. I, I just experienced a miracle. There we go. Um, yeah. And I've experienced that miracle before. And it's really powerful. It's hilarious, or maybe not so hilarious, how much spiritual amnesia we can suffer from <laughs> I like you know get the insight and then it just disappears um mm -hmm. but that's that's thank you for that because that is so powerful and it is true and I do believe that I need to get it tattooed on my forehead maybe <laughs> so when I look in the mirror I'm like oh yeah so I'll never forget it again it's there for a reason there are no accidents in salvation of course it is so when you accept 
the, this path of love, when you accept to follow the path of miracles, the path of love, or you know, your highest path, or your purpose, you will be given everything that you need. It's an agreement that you've made with God. It's a contract. Right. You'll be given everything that you need for you to best utilize your gifts for the highest good of this world and of whomever is sent to you. Yeah. I Listen, I learned English when I was 20 years old. I moved to this country. I could not understand one word. <laughs> I can write so much better in English than in French. Really? Oh, absolutely. I can, wow. I can better write in French. I, you know, I mean, I've lost so it's, it's embarrassing, actually. But I've, I have to acknowledge that gift. And I, I don't always acknowledge it. You know, um, but I do have those moments of alignment. I'm like, wow, I have the gift of, 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 of speaking and what inspiring others when I'm in the presence of, of individuals and of writing. Trust me, I didn't do anything to acquire that. They were just in me. Now we have to develop them. We have to tap into them and, 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 and let them unfold, you know, and practice mm-hmm. them. But it's already in us. And that was gift, you know, that was put in there by God for his purpose and for a purpose as well. Yeah, I mean, you are, and I'm just going to say for the record that, Lena, you are a beautiful writer. You're such a beautiful writer. I can't wait to buy your book. I legit can't wait to buy it. It's such a profound story. And I know you go into like all the nitty gritty as well and the deep, the dark places. I mean, I've been following you on social media and what you were able to share, the personal stuff that you were able to share has I mean, there's not a lot of people that have the nerve, first and foremost, to be that open about that. But it's so important that there are some people that that are able to be that open because it makes the rest of us feel less alone. This is all stuff that we keep hidden. You know, we we aren't. And so you do have the world. The world is already hearing your story. We're already getting it. And we're going to get we're going to get it more. We're going to get it more when this book gets published and becomes the number one New York Times bestseller. It's totally going to happen. Thank you. Probably faster than you can even say one, two, three. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Um, You know, um, well, I was going to say something and I I forgot. Oh, you know, I think for me, one of the most miraculous grace of life is that nothing from our past has prevented us from being who we are today. Mm -hmm. It was all a gift towards the, 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 the becoming, the coming back to a wholeness. Because the wholeness in us, the love in us, is always inviting us, getting us back to return to it. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about how many beautiful things happen in life, no matter, even when you're depressed and when you're dark, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you can even be just spewing forth, like, depression and darkness <laughs> in your being. And still, still beautiful things happen. Still, yes. light gets through the crack somehow, which is really completely a miracle, especially in the face of the law of attraction, which is like a you know a big thing in the new age community now, and actually is something that you know you even have mentioned with regards to a, the course in miracles. It's that's not out of alignment with the beliefs in the course in miracles as oh, well. No. But, but light comes, light will come, like you know, even if you're hiding in a dark corner, it will find you. And it's, mm. it's worth remembering that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lena, is there, because we had spoken before about just the concept of applying the miracle mindset moment to moment in mm. everyday life. Like, what would you, can you say a little about that? What would you say about that? Okay. So let's say, you know, whenever a situation, you know, arises and 
when it triggers any any anxiety or any tension any tension or any fear or and you feel it and you get like I will feel it on my you know in my stomach and then I can witness I just witness the sensation arise and then I can recognize it for what it is I realize that this is an illusion that this is fear and it's okay for me to feel because it means that it is healing out of my body it is healing itself out of my mind and when I become aware of it and behold it with love and with light, it transmutes itself naturally. Wow. Um, so, for example, uh, I'm going to turn to my lesson here. When I received the second day, you know, the, the next day after receiving that, that crushing email saying that I could not write, my lesson was, so that was lesson 257 in the workbook of A Course in Miracles. Let me remember what my purpose is. <laughs> that was the next day after you got that email? That was that the email? next day. Exactly. You can't make this stuff okay. up. You can't you even can't. make it up. You can't. You know, so that was a beautiful <laughs> reminder to become realigned with who I am, to become realigned with my purpose, um, and to turn to the miracle again and and then uh, you know that became such a beautiful lesson i'm so grateful i'm glad because you know it deepened my commitment to my craft and was everyone i try so hard to not be a writer i cannot it doesn't matter what i'm publishing honestly yes i believe in my story people need to experience this story to be awakened on a more profound level to the strength that is untapped within them with that said if if it's never published I will continue to write until I die because that's just who I am. It's your joy. You know, I love words. I cannot not write. Otherwise, I will begin to feel stuck. They will, you know, will be stuck. The muse will be stuck within me. Um, and, you know, if I get published, then that's fantastic. But that's not up to me. That's not my business. When or if. My job is to produce, uh, to let the muse and my story and truth speak through me, put it out there, and I'll let it go. Yeah. Oh, it's tough to let go. (laughs) But easier if you have a practice where you can prayer and say, I'm willing to surrender this to you. I'm willing to see it differently. If you're able to, rather than um, sweeping your feelings under the rug, allowing those to arise, because they're going to arise anyway. There's nothing you can do. Allowing yourself to feel those and to just witness. As you said, that's really, really, really powerful. To witness that and to honor it. And then to ask for help. You know, I got to tell you, too, this is not a Course in Miracles quote. I don't know who said it, but I got to tell you, it was the best thing I ever read. I thought it was just so hilarious. It's like if you have haters or if you Mm. don't have any haters, you're playing it too safe. I know Mm. where I got that quote. I can't remember the musician that said it, but it's um, Mm. a company called Concert Me and they're on Facebook and they interview independent musicians in New York City. But I loved that. If you have no haters, you're playing it too safe safe right that's so profound because you know we all are as we are we can't please everybody right and if you are pleasing everyone then you're probably not being who you are right and you're not delivering the message or or delivering the energy or allowing the energy that you were created to be right so yeah that's powerful i love that so true yeah And I mean, you have a very, you're a Sagittarius. I remember this because I'm such an astrology nerd. But (laughs) that's a powerful, I mean, Sagittarius rules the higher mind, (laughs) philosophy, long distance travel, um, but belief as well. So like, you know, looking for a higher 
spiritual understanding is very Sagittarian and you got you're ruled by fire the element (laughs) fire as well so you're gonna have a powerful energy and you do you know and it's gonna affect people and some people you know they can take it or leave it right but you know you can't be robbing the rest of the world by don't don't dim your light someone else said that one too right hashtag don't dim your light yeah that's powerful and the more light we shine forth so because love is going to bring up anything that is unlike itself so the more light love again say that one slower (laughs) love brings out anything that is unlike itself that's purifying love is so purifying and when you shine you know when you shine with love so brightly it's going to bring up some ego you know some unhealed wounds some unhealed corners of people that are going to project it because they don't know how to handle it so they're going to that darkness or those that unhealed pain is going to come up and they're going to project it outwardly because they believe that by projecting it onto you they are getting rid of it from themselves but they actually are strengthening that darkness from within themselves wow so that's just the name of the game. You know, the more light we bring forth and the more authentically we are, the more egos are going to get projected onto us. Um, and I've really learned to not be quite, to not be defensive or to not attack back because then that actually creates echoes to the ego, which keeps the vibration of fear of hatred alive in their realm. Right. You're just matching it, right? You get met with this this like low vibe, low vibe, and then you just match it. So that's not going to, you know, it's no good. Yeah, it's not, you know, and it's going to lower our vibe as well. And, and, and love is, is the most powerful vibration in the universe. That's the only solution. And, and the Course says everything, you know, the, the path of the miracle worker is to perceive everything as either love or asking for love. <laughs> yes. Preach, woman, right? preach. Preach, woman, other love. preach. Or, you know, demand for love, whether we're conscious of it or not. You know, that's what I see people, you know, they're in pain or they're bitter or they're resentful. I'm like, you know, I get you. I know you're in pain. And when I acknowledge that, when I see that in someone internally, that creates some protection. So I'm not at the effect of the pain as much as I used to be, maybe. Because I know that they're just in pain. And that's it. Yeah. No, it's I can't remember where I recently read this or saw it, but someone said everything that someone does, every behavior is motivated by a desire to feel better, you know, and they were actually even referencing Hitler and being like, you know, that person, even though he was crazy and evil, it's like everything that he did, he was doing because he wanted to feel better or wanted things to be what he thought would be better right so he was actually motivated strangely kind of by love even though he was full of hate and did all these despicable horrible things that's a a tough one to wrap your head around but I I can't help but feel the truth of those words as you say everything is either you know love or a call for love a call for love wow I'm like, got to get that one tattooed as well. I'm going to be covered in tattoos. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get that many tattoos. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that one's just, that's just really, it doesn't get any more profound than that. And that's what prompts understanding. Because we are all doing the best we can with what we understand and what we know at the time. Yeah, we are. And, you know, victims victimize others. Wow. And that's what it is. You know, at some point in time, they did not receive the love that they needed. And that 
transcend that 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 remain within the pain body and until it's healed with more love until the inner child is healed then it will continue to run you know to 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 run the life you know um but again you know every soul is on a perfect journey um it's highly individualized the course says you have to trust the process you know and things will come up in perfect timing it's a process. It's not like, okay, oh, yes. I did all the work and now today's the day where I write the exam and I pass it and I'm good. Yeah. No. You don't graduate like that. I mean, yeah. it, is a, it is a process. That's what life is, I believe. It's just a process of all of this getting, you know, you're getting, getting it worked out of your being into your being through being alive so yeah I can't stress that enough that I I believe this really is a process unfortunately there's no quick fix although not to say that we can't have profound clearings profound experience profound Mm. healing um but again it's like goes almost goes back to what I said about spiritual amnesia right it's like Mm. you can have this brilliant insight um and then forget about it but (laughs) but then you'll have it again and it's like, it's like, you know, A Course in Miracles is, you know, even that, that May Cause Miracles workbook with Gabrielle mm. Bernstein, it's like you're, you're constantly applying the situation and you always will probably throughout your whole life, you know, it's like you experience contrast in existence, you experience negative emotions, painful emotions, and you, and you just continue to apply Right. You can continue to apply your new understanding. And you said it gets easier. Has it, it gotten, does. It's gotten easier for you, huh? Well, it does. But you know what's the, the, beautiful, the beautiful part of this path is that, first of all, you're always given exactly what you need in terms of your soul's comprehension. But with all this practice and all those miracles and shifts and bursting through your fear, that builds an internal scaffolding on which you stand higher and higher and higher and higher. So it's almost like an, an internal scaffolding of miracles, of experiences, of strength, right. of tools, of knowledge that really becomes your inner strength. You know, like a scaffolding just as you, you know, as, as you build a, you know, as you, as you build a house or, you know, a skyscraper and that becomes your internal, in, internal scaffolding that you can rely on that gets stronger with every experience, no matter how painful or loving they are. Right. And you're validated, too, by every time you experience a miracle and a, and a, a release or a shift that that stays with you on some level. You might forget or fall into the same trap again, but you have it increases your faith. It does. It does. Yeah. I actually have a quick story that I'm going to share. I hadn't planned on sharing this on this particular episode, but I'm going to because it makes sense. It's a course in miracles. So I experienced what I would consider to be a pretty profound miracle. And I realized that for somebody else, this might not be evidence, um, but it was enough for me. And uh, I had a a tough time last December. um, And I won't, I won't even go into that, you know, but I had been praying. I had been praying. Um, I was like, God, I really need some help because I'm experiencing like a lot of darkness and um, I I don't I don't feel strong enough to deal with it it was essentially how I was feeling and it kind of this was a lasted about a month Um, and one night on my way home from a gig (laughs) I was driving and I got a text message from an anonymous number And I mean, things had peaked recently, like I had been really struggling, like having a very difficult time. I don't do depression, I don't get depressed really, but I I have to be honest, I was experiencing that 
at this time in my life. So I got this text message, and I'm going to read it to you. (laughs) It says, hey, this is an anonymous number. You don't know me, and I don't know you. No, I'm not a stalker. I randomly typed this number. I wanted to tell you that you are beautiful in so many ways. I don't even know you, but you never know when someone is having a bad day. So I wanted to say that you are stronger than you think. And whether you are happy or sad today, God has a plan for you. So never give up and never forget that you are beautiful. So I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I'm driving and this text message comes in, right? So I couldn't really process it until I, you know, got off the road but I cried for days I cried for days because for me that was enough and the the three things that were said to me and and this really is a true miracle because I prayed for this and all I prayed for I was like God I can handle anything if I just know that you're there Mm. if I just know that you're there if I know I can I, I can take it but I have to know that you're there show me that you're there and this was like I mean it's so modern right a text mm. and this was you know just some other human being that I think God chose to work through but wow. the three things that were said that were so profound were um were you're stronger than you think because I had been saying you know I I always felt very strong in my life. And at this point in time, it was scary to me because I wasn't feeling strong. And that was unusual for me. So that was big. Uh, God has a plan for you. (laughs) Being able to trust that there's some sort of sense, a larger sense to all that's happening and to my existence and to everyone's existence. And then never give up. That was a big thing because, again, I wasn't feeling particularly strong at that time. And it just blew me out of the water. And I really do believe that that came through because I prayed for it and I asked for it. So, wow. so I just wanted to share that. And I hope that you all take that as a, as a, mess, a text message from God to all of you, anyone who's listening. Wow, that's humbling. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a big one, huh? Wow. <laughs> What's the most profound miracle you've ever experienced in your life, Lena? A Course in Miracles. Just being drawn yeah. to the Course, period. Yeah. yeah, being drawn to the Course and how it was able to change my, my self-perception. Mm-hmm. And just being able to experience the level of love that I feel for people. Wow. That's yeah. honestly, because from that place... Anything and everything is possible. Yeah, it just opens every opens all of existence up. You know, um, I think, I mean, within in terms of this world, you know, um, within seven months, I met and I just began to study the A Course in Miracles. And within the you know seven months, I had met Marianne Williamson, um, Gary Renard, um, David Hofmeister, John Mundy. And then I flew to meet uh, Judith Scotch, who is the publisher of A Course in Miracles and who's my mentor. And I love her so much. I love her so much. We recognized each other instantly. There was that ancient recognition where she opened the door. And I mean, I I flew just, you know, I mean, partly to, you know, to meet my publisher, but mostly to um, also to meet Judith Scotch. I mean, I'd heard, you know, I mean, all these stories about this woman. She worked side by side with the, the, the scribe and the co-scribe of A Course in Miracles. She published, she was guided by God to publish A Course in Miracles, the most revolutionary spiritual text that we've had, you know, you know for, 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 ma- for many years, for many you know. Years. Um, and 
the, um, the, the, the level of love and of guidance um, that comes from this woman is miraculous. Uh, so that was in of itself just, you know, just sign that, hey, God was like, I've got you back. You're look at this path. Yeah. You know, how can you deny that? Absolutely. And now I look back and when I doubt myself, I think back on all those experiences that I was blessed to have. Yeah, it lined up for you. It's like you found it. It's just like, you know, postmarks on the path. It's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like an open road. And the wind at your back, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. So um, I'll have a special function. If you exist, you'll have a special function that's assigned to you. And you are endorsed from on high. Yeah. You are endorsed from on high. Endorsed from on high. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I know. I love that. There's a beautiful book by Tosha Silver that I've mentioned several times already called Outrageous Openness. And she says that we just remember that whatever needs we have, that God is our source. So if you need to feel loved and you feel like you're in a relationship, you're not getting what you think you need to need from a such and such a person, or you feel like you're not making enough money in your job or whatever, it's like, and you're thinking, oh, it's my boss that's not giving me what I need. It's my lover that's not giving me what I need. It's, it's like, no, 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 God is your source. And I feel like, um, yeah, we are endorsed from on high. That's just a beautiful way to say it. Yeah. Lena, is there, um, is there anything else you wanted to add about what we've spoken about tonight before I ask you for your final piece of wisdom? Um, you know, I would like to share that, you know, if, if A Course in Miracles is for you, you will know it. Do not force yourself. Do not force the process. And the right, what if I'm going to share this, the right spiritual path for you will be the one that ultimately defers you back to your own internal wisdom. Always. <laughs> yeah, that's gorgeous. Always. Always. You, all, you have everything you need. Uh, you know, within you, uh, and you, it will be downloaded into dosages that you need, into, you know, like the right dose of wisdom that you, you can live out. And that's why sometimes we don't get answers to questions or to challenges because we're not ready to live out the answer yet. And that's perfect. It's perfectly fine. Mm. I love that. I really love that. Yeah, it's like not defer. But you can you say that one part again about not deferring your your wisdom yes. to the highest? Like always gonna, it's always was, gonna resonate. Yes. So you know, any spiritual path should, and I know that's of the ego. This, you know, the should, <laughs> well, it should always defer you back to your internal wisdom. It will guide you to be reconnected to the eternal truth within you that knows everything from the beginning to the end, because. Uh, linear time is an illusion. So all the solutions that were created, the instant any given problem were created, at the, or, you know, when, when, when this original separation happened or the beginning of time as we understand it, there was a solution for every problem you've experienced from now until the day that you die. It's already there. It's in the universal computer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a spiritual path will teach you and guide you and train you to reconnect with the internal wisdom. I mean, and I love my spiritual teachers and, and learned so much and they've triggered and awakened levels of understanding within me. But ultimately, the greatest miracles and the greatest steps I've taken to accomplish and fulfill my purpose were from that inner guidance that I trusted more and more and more. Now I just know what it is. But at first, I was not sure. I would doubt myself and I would ask for signs. Now, the Course in Miracles also says that it will give you 
whatever is the most helpful for you to accomplish. It will give you whatever guidance you will recognize for you to be guided. Yeah, because you might not recognize it in, a, in such and such a form. You might need to see it, it presented a very specific way, right, in order for it to even be on your radar. That's beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. That's gorgeous. But you are so powerful. We are all so powerful. And really love is, is actually even more important than truth. Love is higher than truth because, you know, many <laughs> times, wow. so true, right? It's higher than truth. It's more important than truth because truth, when we use truth to judge, or to separate from another human being, or to invalidate who they are or the experience, it no longer is truth, but it becomes a tool of the ego to judge and attack. God, so true. <laughs> That's so ironic that I would say that. Matt Kahn has a video that says the same thing, and it's beautiful. It's actually called Too Good to Be True. Oh. <laughs> it's lovely. It's just yeah. I love I love that all of this is – I love when things come at me from all angles. I'm like, yes, yes, it's like obviously – it's obviously um, – really a powerful thing that needs to come into my consciousness and then also the consciousness of anyone else listening right now to have multiple sources proliferating the same message beautiful um so if you had i don't know if you just gave it you may have just i mean you've dropped like so many beautiful golden nuggets of wisdom already through this conversation but if you had one thing one more thing, maybe, that you could say, um, just some wisdom that you could offer the world. What would that be? Hmm. To love yourself more outrageously than you could think ever possible. Because it might sound counterintuitive that if I love myself so much, I will become a jerk and I will become selfish and I will become to judge. But no, because that will actually purify anything that is blocking the awareness of your love of um, of your purpose, of the light within you. And that in turn will awaken the light within others. Uh, For everything, even, you know, you know, I really, I lied today and I judge. Man, I love myself so much for that. <laughs> uh, I, that was just pain and, and my ego getting healed and getting purified. And man, I am so fantastic. I love myself for that so much. Good job. Because what is, what, what is this going to do actually? It's going to really raise your frequency. And that's actually going to be far more likely to guide you back to that place of surrender, to that place of recognition of your divinity and of leading you to the miracle-minded behavior. Yeah. More so than judging yourself. Yeah. Wow. So important. That's just beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your teachings and the teachings of A Course in Miracles and your own particular color and flavor of wisdom that it's been filtered through this beautiful experience that you've lived so far. I appreciate you so, so much. Um, everyone, you can find Lena at lenajones.com. That's L-Y-N-A jones.com. Lena, you're teaching workshops once a month, or uh, can you give us some information on how we can find those? Yes, yeah, so I give lectures based on A Course in Miracles in uh, Westchester County, New York. 
uh, every third Friday of the month. And I'm actually probably going to begin doing a monthly Google Hangout on a course because I have a lot of friends out there who don't live in New York and who want right. to attend my lectures and, and share that energy as well. Um, so I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to begin doing, you know, free Google Hangout. Where, I would love you know, to do that with you. You know, we can do like an, a, a virtual study group um, and also use that as a download of light and love and energy. And, and um, so that sounds like a beautiful yeah. idea. Right. I hope you do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what nights do you normally have your teaching on or your workshop? Usually on Fridays. Friday night, once a month in Westchester County. I usually put it under events on my website. Right. And, um, so you know what? if you do a Google Hangout, then is that something that someone, if they work on a Friday night, they can watch it later? Or yes. No? Yes. That's yes, perfect yes. for me then. I'll try to do that for, you know for everyone and um, interesting. I also share A Course in Miracles every Thursday morning um, from 8.30 a.m. Eastern time to 9.30 a.m. And I know it's very early and it's it's very challenging for me because I'm not a morning person and my, my <laughs> brain's messed up, but you know, I, I, I whenever, I think there's something, another tip I would love to share quickly. Whenever I'm about to speak or share something, you know, I uh, share a prayer from A Course in Miracles, you know, that basically, yeah, here, let me just look it up. Yeah, t- by I all means. I am here to be truly helpful. I am not here, let me see. It's really powerful and I now I really feel a visual shift uh, because that gives the key to the Holy Spirit. Say, so, you know, hey, speak through me. I'm not in charge of this. So that relieves me from the pressure. Mm-hmm. And the prayer is, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. <sighs> so powerful prayer, you know, then even for you, I think, you know, something that really, that gives me peace before I speak or before I share. Yeah, that gives me peace right now. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's beyond powerful. <laughs> beyond powerful. I hope to be able to join you in person sometime soon at, at one of your events and, um, definitely hope that some of our listeners if they're in the New York City area they can do that but you know if you do the Google Hangout thing it'll be perfect and everyone can get in on it right exactly okay well my darling Lena Jones look out for her book send her good vibes actually Mm -hmm. everybody um this woman's story needs to be told she's telling it now she's not waiting but send say a prayer Say a, say a prayer to help her get this thing published. Um, send some good vibes and, and, you know, blow a little oxygen on her Sagittarian flames. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, my darling Lena. Well, um, we'll visit you at lenajones.com. And I hope that you'll come back and speak with us some more. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for having me. It was All an right. honor. Take care, my darling. Much love. Much love. And good night, everyone, everyday seeker listeners. (laughs) Good night. Cheers. (laughs) 